two man game, TMG. Uh, get the news fast, AMG. Uh, game of two boxes, name two boxes that hit as hard as this. Yeah, we're cutting to the truth, no, there ain't no narrative. Eyes up on the cup this year, hear the stadium erupt this year. For my team, TMG. Filming? Yeah. Yep. Uh, no worries. Welcome to Two Man Game Pod, episode 47. I got no numbers for you. TMG though. 47, Foden. Is that his number? Of course, man. Which one? That's his Man City number. We need to change that. <laughs> it's been 47. I don't think it's ever changing it. We need to change um, that. For sure. Well, week. Speaking about City. Speaking about City. What do you think about this Grealish uh, signing. Just getting straight into it. Jackie boy, Jack the lad. Birmingham boy. Hopefully I'm going to be in Birmingham next weekend for my birthday. He hasn't done anything to put that into plan. But I have, I have. The club's there airing me, man. One on one, show me some respect. <laughs> but flip him. I hope I can bump into Jack Grealish as far as it, as far as it goes. Um, as things goes, sorry. I think <sighs> Jack Grealish, do they need him? Not necessarily, but they, get, they potentially gave it to guys like Bernardo Silva. Some maybe some other Deadwood as well. I I don't know, but Jack Reese is a really, really good player, very talented player. Hopefully, Pep can take it. Pep and City they can take it to the next level. Uh, but it bodes well for England. It bodes well him and Foden they can really grow together. Even though Jack's like, apparently at twenty six, Foden's yeah, like, twenty six. Foden's probably like twenty one, but you know hopefully they can Foden's twenty. They can get um, some chemistry going, uh, especially for England wise. I mean, hundred mil. There's always going to be the English tax, the Premier League tax. Um, so what to that's his release course as well so that's the video that I'm yeah, really really I, I saw the what their CEO said so basically last summer when he signed a contract they put a release clause mm-hmm. uh, basically saying that you know if they qualify for Champions League fo- if, if they weren't to qualify for Champions League football or any European competition that he'll be allowed to leave that's what was in there 100 mil Damn. it's supposed to be what's, what's the word it's a discourage. It's a, well, it's a discouraging fact that 100 million is a large sum of money. You know, it's the highest transfer fee for an English club. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't expect a team to actually pay that money. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I don't see the the reasoning behind the signing, aside from it being another homegrown player. Maybe that's the reason why they had to force this deal. Maybe they're, they're lacking the homegrown players. If I look at City's team, how many English players do they do they have? Sterling Foden, Walker. That keep a Steph. No, the other he's English. No, he's USA. Uh, Stones. Stones. That's four. And that's some young boys. Some young boys. So it's just a young boy. So yeah, maybe Goodis is another one. Just uh, had to start up with some homegrown players. They don't have Delph no more. Um, so yeah. In that case, then obviously it's a good signing. I just, I just don't think it addresses Man City's key weakness, which is a striker. Which, which is a striker. So. In that respect, I, f- I think if they had known Kane was going to take this, Kane was going to take this strike, which is enough a, a whole topic in itself. Mm. I don't think this really still goes ahead, but at the same time, I, I, I think C- City's positioning itself for Haaland. Um, I think a lot of clubs are um, positioning themselves for Haaland. You know, um, that's the key, the key clog for a lot of teams. But the Grealish signing is good for England. Uh, he now gets to show himself on the highest stage. He's a quality player, like literally a quality player. 
I saw some disturbing stats though about his goals and assists. So maybe we start something that Pep will work on because he's not as productive as you think. Um, he's in terms of goals and assists, no, he does create um, a lot of chances. Does get you to threatening positions to ball, ball carrier, wins a lot of fouls. Um, very good at retaining possession. I mean, he's the type of guy. He's maybe in more in a hazard mode. He won't necessarily get the great stats like that, but he's such an effective player in other ways in a match-winning player, and the quality of football attacking play he brings to the pitch. I mean, he drags so much attention and he forces so much attention from the defensive team that they have to focus him so. How much. many good seasons has he yet? How many good Premier League seasons you just really had? He had last season. Season before was pretty good. I think he just avoided relegation. If you're that good a player, I don't think you should yeah, be there. Like we're not good a team. No, I'm, well, me personally, if you're that good a player, you don't. Your team doesn't. Your team doesn't struggle to that point. Yeah. You know, at least you get a comfortable mid table. One player is enough. One player is enough. Like look, look at Maris and Vardy and. They okay. won the title. Fam. Yeah, but the season before, they were just about... Um, that, um, just but about I don't think Kante, was, Kante wasn't there. Maybe not Kante, but Mahrez and Vardy were different there. Are you struggled. sure Mahrez was there? Yeah, they struggled, yeah. They, that was a uh, foundation season for them. I mean, this was... Maybe. That's, that's, I, don't, I don't think Mahrez was there for that season. That's Asifidus' first season There's as well. There's only Vardy. Like. No, Mahrez, I think Mahrez was even there in championship. Are you sure? Championship times, I'm, I'm pretty certain. I don't think Mahrez... Mahrez was maybe 2015, 2016. Kante may came in that season, but Mara's he had a he had that. that Are you sure Mara had the season before? If he was, I'd be shocked. They were playing knockout that that yeah, Cambiaso. I didn't. I wasn't here, but Ujoa and the Ujoa and then man. I'm so Mara's there. I'm so good that Mara's first season must have been a title winning season. Yeah, one player of the year anyway, which was football writers player of the year that season. But anyway, Grealis, Grealis was this is a good player. It's very good. Draws a lot of fouls. City got a free kick specialist uh, in their team, so that's gonna. Grealish, now, who's a free kick specialist? De Bruyne. Oh, if we talk about Grealish, I don't know what. No, 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 no. They have free kick specialists in their team, so now they can capitalize on those oh, fouls. Those yeah. fouls, which is what Aston Villa at the t- time they were targeting Ward Prowse for a long time because they know yeah, if you got yeah. someone like Grealish, now that's another way of scoring a goal. It's, it's another ammunition. way. Of, yeah. Yeah, another way of ammunition. But you know, I. One of the things I've been impressive, even on the city side, is more on the Villa side as well. Like Villa have already like reinvested their money. I think they, they must have had an idea that that Greece was going to go, and they've already bought what Bailey, Brindia, Ings. Like they're supplementing their team with they talent. Got, they were Ings and the, Ings came in like the, the, the came in through darkness. And it just I just like put a thief the, in the night. Villa got Ings, but that tells me the market for Ings wasn't as. Hot as people thought. I thought Ings might go to Spurs if Kane was leaving. I think Ben Deere might end up balls with the ready made replacement for Grealish, to be fair. And then Cantwell. Now, nah, apparently, they want Cantwell now. Cantwell, Cantwell is a good ball carrier. Kind of in the Grealish mold. I don't think he's as much. It doesn't. I, I like Cantwell when he's season in the Prem. I was really impressed at the beginning. He kind of tailed off. I'm surprised he didn't stay in the Prem. Kind of tailed off in the uh, the later later part. Well, be good. Oh, we just just interrupt. Yeah, I searched it. Um, Leicester. He joined Leicester two thousand and fourteen. Two thousand fourteen. When did he start playing? I don't think he played the fourteen fifteen. Check the career statistics. Yeah, he did. I told you he had a season in the championship, bro. Had a season championship in the first Premier League season back fourteen fifteen fifteen sixteen. That's when he won player this season. Oh, that's impressive. Ah. Uh, so that means he took Mahrez two seasons. But Mahrez is a late bloomer, man. Mahrez is a late bloomer. The thing is, talking about Mahrez as well, linking it to Grealish, is that 
I'm a bit worried. I'm a bit worried that the thing that Pep did with Mahrez, he's got kind of took the flair out of Mahrez. You know, it kind of made him play within a structure. Will Grealish have the freedom to 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 be a ball carrier or to do those things, or will, will he have to play to Pep's structure? You know, there's a lot of players that have to adapt their game to to Pep. Pep has only really let one player off the leash, really, in as a manager. Who's that? Messi. Um, did he let? He kind of. He maybe KDB has got that kind of freedom and license. Maybe. Oh yeah, you put you put Messi to the middle and allowed him to run around into the force line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, when you have a player of that talent, it's the best thing to do. I, I'm kind of worried about Foden with this now. Is he a wide man? Does he come into the centre? Does um, he stifle his development, or is it this the end of Mars or one of Mars and Sterling? I think well, the way it starts right now, I think he has a lot of options. You might see Sterling um, up top more, especially if they don't get a striker mm-hmm. in time. Sterling's got a battle with Grealish and Mahrez, and Mahrez's got a battle with Grealish and Sterling. Foden could play in the middle with De Bruyne potentially more. Um, there's a Gundogan there, Rodri. I mean, they have a lot of options. Uh, so it's good to have these options if you want to be the best. You know, like um, Guardiola said in his um, conference today, it's going to bring the best out of the place already there. Because, you know, when you win and stuff, if you stand still, you'll get overtaken. So you need to add and improve the team, look for ways to get better. Not only for to improve the team from the outset, but also improve the team internally. Get the guys thinking, you know, my, my place is not 30. I need to still go up to the next level. I can't just stand where I am. Because if well, I stand where I am, I'm going to get overtaken. Interesting you talk about Pep's um, interview. What did you think about what he said about the Messi thing? Was that non-committal or do you think he's really out completely? Yeah, he'll try, but I think Messi's going to go PSG. I think that picture... You know, say the picture tells a thousand words, and I think that picture is going to end up being the, the, the night that Messi because I think they already knew that Messi wasn't going to sign with Barca again. Um, we signed with Barca when the time that picture of him, Marati, Neymar, Paredes, I think Di Maria as well. And so, and I've seen hearing a lot of rumors PSG are going hardball for, for Messi. I was even with my friend, shout out CJ, was even saying it. It's the, the business PSG have done, it's been phenomenal recently. Well, in this transfer window, they got done a rumor, they got some good, they made for some free, good, yeah, got Ramos for free. Mm. Got Ronaldo, obviously pumping up to level. Those guys were still good player for free. They happy to get Messi as well for free, so they're able to circumvent the that's the Ponzi right. scheme that is FFP, which is uh, that same said Ponzi scheme is the one that's even forced Barcelona to lose Messi. But but it's not it's not for free because the signing fees will be, will be higher because it's a free transfer. Well, yeah, the wages when you sign a player for free, they're not they're not stupid. The wages, the signing on fee or, or loyalty bonus, whatever, is going to be a lot higher, higher. and the agent fees going to be higher as well. Mm-hmm. And so you're, still, so you're still going to pay close to what you would normally. Well, not close. You still you still pay a fair amount, as in because obviously when you usually buy players, let's say you buy a player for hundred million, mm-hmm. and in the contract you pay them either two hundred k a week, then you have to give them a loyalty bonus of ten mil, and then give an agent fee of five mil, hundred million, two hundred k a week, uh, fifty two. That's like what? That's like ten mil a year probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, 20, 20 so you're paying like look at 150 million give or take 140, 150 million altogether it's had a bit for free you're paying 400k mm-hmm. um, if I do the quick math on that for yearly that's 20 20 mil 40k times 52 yeah that's 20 mil 20 mil so what that's 20 mil outset just there mm-hmm. agent fee instead of paying 5 mil you could pay him 10 mil that's 30 million Lottie burn instead of being 10 million if you wanted to you could pay 15, 20 so that's 50 million what else is there to pay that's, see that's so you so save, the benefits the thing so you, is so you save 80 million altogether the thing is right, give or take if you actually well guys are looking at through his social media you look at through Messi's social media mm-hmm. he only follows, follows three football clubs PSG, Barca and what doesn't follow PSG who's he follow Chelsea what? and C Chelsea C and, and Barcelona. Barcelona why does he follow them 
That one is the Chelsea one is the one that's weird to me. Maybe respects them. I think Chelsea should. I personally think Chelsea should make a, a push. Well, apparently, Barrymore is, is asked, trying to arrange a sit down with Messi and his representatives. It makes sense. George Messi or Jorge Messi. It yeah. makes sense for any team that's in the. Look, me personally, I think people are positioning themselves for Haaland because Haaland's going to be 65 mil next year. Mm-hmm. If you really want to get Haaland, mm-hmm. yeah, and you don't want to buy. And you're scared about buying Kane, and then you won't be able to. You can get Messi now and still get Haaland. Mm-hmm. If City want Haaland, buy Messi, get Messi for the what two, three years. Mm-hmm. Often, or like City have got the best wing. They got they can offer you two year contract, one year in one of their CFG groups, play in New York. You can still get Haaland. Messi will play less. In fact, City is perfect for Messi. Messi doesn't even need to play all the time. He won't want to play all the time. They got guys. They can win without him. You mean Chelsea? They can win without Messi. Messi doesn't need to be the main guy. With PSG, there's going to be that's pressure because they've not won anything, no Champions Leagues, nothing, no. and and they actually need they will actually need Messi because he's the only man that's really brought the best of the Neymar. To be honest, and you, they will mm. need him to win this Champions League that they've been running away from. Go, mm. I know, I know, Nike probably jumping over the moon right now. Nike, yeah, why? Because if they PSG get messy, boy, the shirt cells are going to move mad. Even <laughs> Chelsea, they get him. Tuck. Crazy. Chelsea with Nike? Yeah. <laughs> Who am I to with? Puma. Puma. Okay, so whoever gets messy, they're chomping out the bit. Messy, messy, messy. I mean. It needs to be an added last game in this. Um... With the messy deal. Arsenal. I mean. Because it's strange, because like a few weeks ago, they, there was a verbal agreement apparently that was going to resign with Barcelona. He was willing to slash his wages by 50% to stay at his home. He's, he's, he's not a child of club, but basically he's a child of club. The club that made him or helped to make him. The job that gave him the opportunity, the job that took a chance on him. And now, because of FFP financial constraints, Messi is looking to leave. It's not FFP. No, that's what Fingy said. It's Laporte. Not, I, it's not FFP. It's, it's not the CVC. Capital firm agreement about they were going to give them an injection of cash to actually get Messi, but they were going to take all of Barcelona and Real Madrid's revenue. That's what I was hearing. I heard that they were going to get like 3.2 billion or something like that. Yeah, they, they were going to give the league 3.2 billion. But they said they couldn't use our signings and wages. But it was going to increase the f- cap hold for Barcelona yeah. to make their sign, uh, to, to sign players back to the, their salaries, yeah. Mm. And what, but one of the conditions of the deal was that the revenue was going to go all to one place. And be shared. So Laporte, from what I was hearing, what the information I'm saying, Laporte was saying like, "Oh, we can sign Messi now, but it's going to put us at risk for 50 years." <laughs> so, to be fair, this is all this is all Barcelona's fault. It all starts. What was the first deal? Was it Coutinho or Dembele? I think it was Dembele. They, they bought Coutinho in January, I believe. It all starts from that. The the, the run of band signings you had. Dembele, Coutinho, Griezmann. All for 100 million plus. Not one of them hit. When you spend that kind of money, they have the signing has to hit. You cannot spend that kind of money and it not hit. It's a disgrace. It's a disgrace. That's poorly run. That's 300 million transfers. Some clubs have never even had one. So Messi, not Messi, so Barcelona, they're, you know, they're operating like Arsenal, being better inefficient. Hella inefficient and making too many mistakes. That's inefficient. That's inefficient. And you can't, and what's happened? You can't even get rid of these players because everyone is like financially constrained. COVID has even made it worse. Yeah. 
I speak yeah. with, with David just before the, the studio that Barcelona, teams like Arsenal, Barcelona, they relied heavily on like the, you know the fans coming in, coming to the stadium tours, you know the tickets, the um, the food and stuff like that. Like they sell like, sell out like the matches, all that sort of stuff, the merchandise. And COVID is obviously is completely taking that away for the most part for the last like eighteen months or so. And now that now you're in a back position, now you are chasing. Now you have to find another other ways of making income, like. Teams like Chelsea, City, United, which are bankrolled by, bankrolled highly leveraged, but they always have cash. Man. You know, they can manage. They they like for example United. The financial situation to me, if you understand the financial, it's dire. Like they're heavily leveraged. If the owner were to ever say he's going to cut, they would they would probably go into administration straight away. But the the the, the fact of the matter is, they keep pumping money into the squad. Free loans and all that. They reinvest. They have the money and the owners there supportive, so they can go through this because they know they have the support of that. After the owner doesn't invest, see, my Barcelona doesn't even have an owner. When we did, they don't have owners. They don't bankroll by by these big men, and they 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 be run self sustained. But they've made awful decisions. There was a time when Barcelona had no sponsor in their shirt. They were they were that self sufficient. In fact, they were even given there's UNICEF. Qatar Foundation. How come Barcelona have no sponsor? Who's, who's, who's in charge of all that sort of stuff? Barcelona? Yeah, no sponsor. But that's the time when Barcelona was on top. Look at them now. They're Listen, done. Teams, um, companies be chomping at a bit to put their um, their badge or their emblem on yeah. Barcelona's shirt. How can they have no sponsor? Is this diabolical? And now it's come. It's all added up. It's come back to bite them in the backside. And you know, arguably the greatest player to ever do it, Lionel Messi, is going to leave them. I mean, they've had, they've had most of his best years, if not all his best years, but I still think he has another one or two elite-level years left in him. He's got, he's probably got one, he's got one elite, maybe not, I don't think he has any more elite years. I think he's got some, like, world-class years, you know. I mean, was, was last year elite, elite, elite year? I think it was a, for me, for my Messi standards, it was a good, it was just a good Messi season. I mean... It wasn't, it wasn't exceptional. It's not the Messi that I numbers know. is putting up. I mean, if Messi's averaging uh, a goal on a sister game... Or even more than that. It's a good season. It's a great season for Messi. For Messi, it's a lead to others, but it's a good season for Messi. Like, the Messi I'm talking about, I don't think, Messi's, de- for me, Messi declined that Liverpool year was his last elite year. The, the year they lost to Liverpool. Was his last elite year. But you, I could see on Messi, he's physically had declined. Your kind, yeah. Yeah, he wasn't the runner, he wasn't the kind of guy, he now become more of a passer. You know, he's now a passer, a manipulator of space. He doesn't want to do the long runs. He's everything's got to be in the eighteen yard box. This Messi is just a different. It's a different. It's a different type of Messi. He's not. It's not peak Messi to me. Yeah, yeah, Messi. I mean, he needs more, much more support. I think it was it was a Liverpool game or one of the games where they were filming him and guys, a guy had the ball just walk past him. Messi just let him walk by. That's pretty, he doesn't doesn't do it. Yeah, Messi doesn't. He doesn't press them. He doesn't have the energy to press them. But he doesn't because he brings so much on the offensive end. And Messi just give him the ball in around the eighteen yard box, just outside the eighteen yard box, Some forty yards inwards. Give him the ball, he'll make things happen. That's what Messi is. I mean, feed him, he will create chances. Like I said, same to how Jack Reed is, you know. Command so much attention from the defense. Messi is like that, but on steroids. Mm-hmm. His left foot is as accurate as a foot as you've ever seen. He puts the ball exactly where he wants it. The passing, the shooting, the dribbling, the touch, the finesse, the guile. Put signing with talent players, runners, guys who can also garner their own attention. If he was with Neymar and Mbappe, wow, you'll find so much space. I would love to see him in the Premier League because I would as well. As a manipulator of space, he would, I think he would absolutely kill teams. 
You know, Premier League is very rough, rugged, intense. And Messi in himself. The funny thing is, I remember when Gaz said he couldn't do it in England, but his stats against English teams in the Champions League is just absolutely mental. Absolutely mental. I mean, he averages a goal, goal a game or something like that. It's something nuts. But, like, Messi in the Premier League, he would, he would work because he, he would find pockets of space. Like, you can run, keep running. But Messi kind of press resistant. He'll find pockets of space. It will kill you. It will absolutely kill you. If you try and you try and body him up, maybe you'll body him up. But Messi being used to this, fam. Messi being kicked. Yeah, but well, Premier League is a lot more physical than the other leagues, to be fair. It's played against the best of the best. Played against the most physical. Yeah, but played against Prime Chelsea, fam. Man, yeah. been there. He knows it. Yeah, but back Prime Chelsea is only out of the top is the only routine that's kind of physical. We talk about other teams like um, back in the day, you had Stokes and. It's, football, it's Premier League football like that. Look at Leeds. Leeds I've, don't play that kind of physical. Football, yeah. football in the Premier League has really evolved. Yeah, it's more about teams. it's it's intensity, it's physical. Yeah, Brighton's intensity as well. Yeah, that's mm. what comes to physical. Um, it's the physical attributes, not as in power. And it's the running. It's the ability to you know sustain attacks. The same person. I mean, yeah, the intensity. The what the, the difference between the English game and the Spanish game is that. You have so many different types of styles you'll see in the English game. In the Spanish game, all the teams predominantly, apart from maybe I feel like Madrid, I might be missing some other Villarreal plays a defensive kind of. Yeah. Maybe Villarreal as well, but most teams, they like to play technical, they're not physical, ball on the ground, blah, blah, blah. They basically try to do what Barcelona and Real Madrid do, but at worst, obviously they don't have the talent to do it. South for like Madrid. But, but, but with the Premier League, you have so many different types of styles you're going to see. Would, some, you see. would you say that it's more successful because in Europe, when these English teams meet the Spanish teams at that level, the Spanish teams normally prevail over there? Yeah, the Spanish teams, I've said it. I mean, I, I had an argument with my, my brother. Like, until we had that period where we had, um, I think it was Arsenal, Chelsea in the Europa League and Spurs and Liverpool in the Prem, not the Prem, the Champions League. The Spanish league was actually the better league. You may not have been top for button as competitive. English league has always been more competitive. But if you've got, if you're, over the last decade, 2010s, if you've got the Spanish teams winning most majority of the Champions Leagues, whether it be two teams, even though I feel like you've got to a couple finals, I had the majority of the Spanish teams winning Europa Leagues, like by country they've been winning Europe they've been winning, to the top elite competitions they're the best so at elite level they're the best so for me that made them the best league but it's, we, also, also at the time they had the best players Ronaldo, Messi, Neymar uh, Ramos they were top PK. heavy even, but, even though, they may have been top heavy but even they were when the they best. were top heavy they were still like Seville was constantly winning Europa League and you're not telling me that England teams are not there they're English there. teams are there they're there, but they're getting smoked. I mean, mm. they may have been top heavy, like I said, competitive wise. The Premier League was always had that upper hand for the most part. I, I, like, I agree with you. I think the league have been a better league. But best football, the best players, they're winning the elite competitions. So you had to, you know, tip it off to the La Liga and what they were doing. Eng- so. England suffered from uh, England didn't suffer, uh, not really. But I mean, what happens when the TV money came in? The talent's much more dispersed because. Before TV money, could you ever imagine a Paye ever playing for West Ham? Nope. And now, now that's just normal place. Dimitri Paye, what a normal guy. Normal place, like, you can find quality in those teams. Like, there's at least one player in every team that you'll be like, oh, okay, this guy can play at this level. You know, he can play Champions League football. This guy will be good. Yeah. Right now, moving on. So wait, just, just get you answering this. Where's Messi going? I think at the end of the day, I think it's only PSG that really can afford him. I think it's only PSG. I mean, I did. I wouldn't want him to go there because I, I still would. I saw hold hope for Neymar to mm-hmm. to do it without him. But it's, it's, that's what it looks like he's gonna that's be. His dad, fam. It's unfortunate that that's his, that's his dad. Yeah, that's just the case. But yeah, before, before we move on, Kane. 
What's your opinion on that? Kano! Is he brave? Is he... Is what? Is he what? He's finally taking him out to his own hands. But apparently he said that he would never... What's the quote? He never went on strike. Yeah, I'm trying to get the word for the quote. He said he's, he's upset by negative comments. Well, if Tottenham said you're supposed to be here, then you definitely went on strike. Then. I would never and have never refused to train. So why wouldn't you dare then? <laughs> I don't care. The, the funny thing is, the news and the media, they're going to scrub this under the carpet, they're golden boy, they're captain. Let it be a Pogba Sterling. Boy. Well, you know me, I think Kane has declined physically. Uh, I was off Kane, but I'm never going to doubt this man because every time I doubt him, he fucking comes back. At the end of the day, media, <sighs> media wise, certain players, certain players have got, you know, the equity with the media. Therefore, they get away with stuff. The cachet. Kane has built a relationship with certain people in the media, like e.g. Gary Neville. Therefore, he would defend him. There's certain white newspaper reporters that like Kane and Kane. Caucasian. Bobby. Yep, Caucasian. Of the, you know, from the Mount of Caucasus, you know. They, the Caucasoid Mountains. <laughs> they, 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 they've probably had interviews and interaction with Kane. They relate to Kane. So therefore, they're going to write favourable articles you know but when it's a Pogba or Sterling these men that hit back to their views they don't give them the same interview interviewing freedom when they talk to them you know uh, or they don't have the same relationships they're harsher more critical it's a bias it's a bias they don't see the bias but you know this is one of the reasons why we need more black media outlets you know yeah, we do because tell your own story. The the media, the sports media, is whitewashed. Mm-hmm. It's been that. It's been whitewashed, and it, okay, you think sports is probably the most unbiased thing in the world, but because it's white people talking about the sport, they have certain allegiances to white people. And narratives they want to spin. I mean, you, that's why what we do at other platforms, you know, trying to make our own media platforms for our, you know people that look like us, so we can tell our own story, tell our, our fair story. You know, I mean, I'm all about fairness. I don't have no narrative to spin particularly. I just call it how I see it, you know. So that's what we're trying to do. And you know, we need more people like us to build their own platforms, build their own businesses. Because if you want to fight this fight and, you know, get, if you want a fair crack of the whip, this is what you're going to need to do at the end of the day. And mm-hmm. that's funny, as bad as that sounds, but that's just the way it's going to be. I mean, it is, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's a situation, you know, can obviously has your defenders, you know, Gary Neville, no matter, you can put social media and presence and it doesn't matter because he's already formed his opinion on what Kane is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to change it. He's formed his opinion on what Sterling is. He's formed his opinion on these people. To be fair, Gary Neville does back Sterling, to be fair. I'll give him a go. Oh, yeah, he does, he does. But, you know, you know there's certain people. This is Pogba, for example. He doesn't, he doesn't have any time for Pogba. To the point they were defending Mourinho. Mourinho, that's a known tyrant. Everywhere he goes... He falls out with someone. It's just a, been a known type. You know, you know what? It is what it is, you know. I it mean is person, what it is. It's, just, it's just it's just an issue there. Kane, I hope you get your move because it might be the thing is, even if he doesn't get his move, he could do whatever you want. Tottenham fans are not gonna hate him. They can't. Yeah. So what is it? It doesn't matter. They're just gonna I be stuck with to, if you were to stay I dead to boo him. Yeah, they won't boo him, so it doesn't matter. Tottenham fans ain't got that cachet. Tottenham fans like, they didn't even weren't even getting mad about the Super League, which uh, which apparently this simply can still happen but you know what it is it is what it is uh, we can just move on from that you know let's talk basketball I think to end the pod we're going to talk about Yanis but 
We're going to wait for a basketball aficionado to come give his, talk about Yannis. Give us his so punishment. we're going to give our top tens to end this pod, you know. Top tens? Yeah, top tens. I, I prefer to, to do our top ten, you know. It's a bit more controversial. I'm going to try to save that for... We can, no, we can give it now. And then you get his opinion. Uh, yeah. Top tens. Okay. Ooh, 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 a top 10, top 10, top 10. I'm going to go from <coughs> 10. We can exchange names on the list and, you know, we can, we top can discuss 10, it. Top 10, who's my 10th player? Cool, like, I want to start from one. You want to start from one? Yeah, because then I have a clear... Okay, start from one then. The number one player in the NBA right now, mm-hmm. right now, is... Yanis Antetokounmpo. Okay, my number one is KD. So let's let's debate. That's my number two. I have Giannis because he currently holds the phone. You know he does. Obviously, I was debating between him and KD, and it basically comes down to that game seven. And I can't blame KD because KD played out of his mind, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I have to go with the person that won the cha- the chip. You know, won the chip. Did it authentically with his home team, been through the ups and downs of Milwaukee Bucks. There's ups and downs, and you know, and he came through. I, it's just the, it's just the whole, the totality. I'm just looking at it from a holistic view. You know, KD came together with a bunch of guys with stars. It's unfortunate they got injured, but they just they didn't get over the line. Well, I can't blame him for that, but he's just not my number one right now. You know, he can be. I think if you were to look over it at a five year span. KD's number one. But um, right now, I've got Yannis. For me, I still have to put KD number one. He played out his skin. Arguably one of the best, arguably the best playoff performance we've ever seen. Even though Yannis game seven, not game seven, game six against the Suns, he's running pretty close. The reason I don't put Yannis number one right now, even though it's very close, I just feel the manner in which the playoffs unfolded, the amount of injuries on both sides, and even the way he won against the, uh, the Nets, injuries to Harden, injuries to Kyrie, because before Kyrie went down, they'll get smoked. Mm-hmm. And even Harden really went down. I mean, and then obviously the Lakers, they had an injury to deal with. The Clippers, if the Clippers get to the final, are they beating the Clippers? I don't know. There was too many injuries and he was the last man standing. Him and his team, they were, even though he had his own injury, he came back to be fair, mm-hmm. half-back, knee like Superman, I give him his credit. And this is hard for me to say because I love Giannis. Giannis, he's, by what he did, he became my favourite player over LeBron. But if I'm being fair, the way things unfolded, I can't give him number one just yet. If next season he, they replicate it, they're fair enough. I'll give him number one outright. Because I personally, I don't want to give him number one. They'll be like, ah, oh, KD comes back and they become number one. And he takes number one for me. Even but though... KD I'll, can still take it. Even uh, being number one doesn't mean you're going to sustain it. Because if you were to do this list last year, would you not have said LeBron is number one? I would have said... Um, I would have said LeBron, yes, is number one. So, it doesn't mean, I think as of now, from what we can see from resumes as of now, Giannis is number one. You can say KD might be the best... K- KD probably is the best He probably is But KD's I can't the, give it to him Because he didn't win the chip KD's the most skilled player Yeah But skills is not all about skills So then let's talk about Giannis defensively Can can KD do what Giannis does defensively? KD, KD can't do what Giannis does defensively Giannis defensively is, is Is another level But KD's a very good defender Especially when he puts his mind to mm. I mean And Giannis Will KD be able to do the same thing If he was with the Bucks And Giannis with the Nets But then again You know what I mean KD does have a better team to play with mm. I just feel my, if, you saw, if you swap them, do you think the Bucks still win the championship? Yeah, they do. If, if, if I swap them, are and, you sure? If I swap them and they have, and they have the injuries the way they do, 
Okay, the injuries. Babe. If there's no injuries, then fair enough. I, I think the Nets would, would win Giannis. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's too much. I mean, they could play they pretty much play Giannis at the five, mm-hmm. four shooters around him, Harden, Kyrie. As long as the egos mesh well, yeah. If there's no injuries, but with injuries, I think yeah, KD would have won with the the what's it called um, the Bucks. It's very close, but I still give the edge to KD. So our top twos are interchangeable. Yes. So I got Giannis second. Okay, I got KD second. Okay, number three, you got number three. So I was so close to giving it to Kawhi. But I can't, Kawhi is not in my top 10. A man is injured. So I can't put he's, him he's, in. He's in my top 10. He's not in my 10. But the injuries came. But I'm going to have to... Yeah. Ooh, three. I'm going to give it to... I'll give it to Bron. To be third. I agree with you. I think LeBron James is third. It's just a... He's obviously on the decline. It's the best basketball brain. So he still has opportunity to... Apparently... To reclaim his stake as number one in the game, but for for now he's number three. Yeah, I'll number three. I give him number three. So four, four, four. This four. is where I think we're gonna start differing. Differing. And well, who's your fourth? Who is my fourth? I like you. I like you go first. My fourth. I know who you're gonna say. My fault is Luca Doncic. This is nonsense. <laughs> this is one of the only guys that can affect the game playmaking wise and scoring wise, putting pressure on it. If you give him effective, effective role players, you know, if he doesn't play with Paul Zingas, he puts the healthy Clippers team to to seven games, and they would have been in the finals. They would have been in the finals if Kawhi was was healthy. They would have been in the finals. He is the fourth best player in the world. He's just he's just one piece away. Well, who would have been the finals? The Clippers. Yeah, the Clippers would have been in the finals. Yeah, he's just one piece away. He literally just one piece away from from it. I I expect. I don't think next next year. I expect. I just want him to win a playoff round because that's what he needs to do next year. But he's just one piece away. I mean, for me, four. He had an amazing uh, playoff run before his injury, unfortunately. And when it mattered the most, even though his team was a lot stronger than Luca's team, he was able to bother Luca and was able to be the difference in the end in that series. I'll still give it to um, Kawhi the Claw Leonard. This is my number four. Number four. I think that's a, it's a good it's a good number four. I I just want to make a disclaimer. I'm not putting Kawhi on my list. He's not gonna play next year. We know how Kawhi is. He's not even re signed with the Clippers. I can't trust a man like Kawhi. So he's not on my list. A man that's not playing next year is not on my list. We don't know if he's not gonna play next year. So five. Now this is where the list is just up in the air. My five and six, oh, they're both centers. Uh-huh. They're both centers. I am going to take Embiid as my number five player in the NBA. Uh-huh. The reason I'm taking Embiid is because he's a man mountain. He, the defensive rating of the opposition just plummets when he's on the floor. He's the center of the universe and he's still doing it old style. Has a mid-range shot. Occasionally, he can shoot the three. If he gets it all together, stays fit, he can be the piece to win the championship. He's unfortunate that Simmons didn't come through because he would have been in the conference. Fi- would have been in the conference fan, and I'd love to see that Embiid Yanis matchup. Mm-hmm. And if Embiid had won that matchup, this list this list could be totally, totally different. Yeah, you can't stay to the point that. that Embiid could have been number one on this list he if he had been. won. He really could have been. 
It really could have been, but Embiid, he, he talk about Kawhi's injuries, Embiid, uh, I can't trust that guy whatsoever. <laughs> He's unreliable. I mean, the greatest ability is uh, availability. And Embiid has that, no, what's, no, none, none of that whatsoever. He has no cachet. His belly's hurting him. He's got a knee tear. He's belly aching, blah, blah, blah. My belly, my belly. Uh, my peas, my belly. I don't know. Embiid, um, he's in my top 10. Unlike you, how you egregiously put Kawhi out. Embiid's in my top 10, but he's not. Um, number five for me. I feel number five for me. I will go with. I will go with. Hmm, it's tough. I'm gonna go with. It is really tough. To be fair, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with Steph. Steph I'm going to score Steph Curry I don't have Steph this high in my list because I'm going to go with Steph Curry he didn't get his team to the playoffs I'm sorry you're a superstar I'm going to go with Steph Curry I've seen Westbrook take his team to the playoff with lesser pieces so I'm just going to watch I'm watching you I'm and you Steph. know and you know that's you know that's true I'm going to go with Steph Curry you know that's Westbrook's taking his team to the, to the playoffs with less, with less pieces than this I'm going to go with Steph Curry my guy Steph Curry. The gravity of Curry. Curry's on my list, but he's not here. He's not here. I'm still going with Steph Curry. I mean, he had a few. He had a bit of injuries as well. Missed a couple of games. But he, he, the pieces he had, he had, he had nobody. Jim 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 Andrew Wiggins Seth Curry the amount of double teams and triple teams he was facing it was crazy for him to still put up those numbers we've got, um, got to do more we've got to do more scoring Curry. leader yeah I, I hear you I'm going with Steph well Curry's on my list obviously the gravity of what he does and what he, how he draws people up my number six is Nikola Jokic league MVP what he did after Murray was out was impressive and actually to win a playoff round with the pieces that he had with no guard hmm. guard play and if he win play I have to give him this. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number six is um, Jokic. Number six is Luka. Oh, it's a strange. Yeah. I, at least you're giving him credit. He's a top 10 player. That's what I like to hear. He's a top 10 player. So what stuff to work on defensively. He is very efficient in the manner where he plays. He kind of plays in the model of his his, um, his idol, I guess, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Dominates the ball. Controls the whole offense. And he, you know, he's a triple double, walking triple double, basically every night. Essentially, basically, gonna average like twenty nine, eight and eight or whatever. Um, still needs to work on his leadership because he's only young. Defensively, he's a liability. He needs to work on that or have solid defense around him. But you know, I like to see how he meshes well with another top level talent. Porzingis was supposed to be that. Unfortunately, Porzingis hasn't transpired to be the talent we thought would be. It's a loser. So. I don't think it's an absolute guarantee you give him another top-level player and they hit the ground running straight away because it's that, I feel there will be some growing pains like there were with LeBron. I mean, mm-hmm. when you play with someone like that who dominates the ball so much, it's so ball-dominant, is there enough time? Can they play off the ball? Is there enough time for you to eat? That sort of stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But I'll, I'll give number six. I mean, especially what he's done in the Olympics as well. I mean, got severe to the semi-final. Yeah. That, that's really impressive. Okay, if my seven... Is Steph Curry? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that talks about him, as you said, the greatest three-point shooter of all time. You know the gravity of what he does is so impressive. I really, really impressed with Steph Curry shooting display this season. I wish he had got them into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that would have been really good to see that one-eight matchup. You know, I think they would have given Utah 
I'll run for their money. Uh, just knowing Steph, he would have given at least two games they would have taken. But yeah, Steph's my seven. My seven is seven is Jokic. It's very close between him and Embiid. I just can't trust Embiid's um, fitness. Jokic is reliable. He'll play every game. He'll be there every single moment of the season. Yes, he's a defensive liability, unlike um, Embiid. Embiid is a defensive stalwart. But the reliability for me is more important. And the way you can control the game, control the pace of the game. Again, he's never triple double mm-hmm. um, threat. Can shoot, can pass. Mid range is there. Um, so yeah, he'll be my number seven. My number eight is James Harden. He can morph into any different role you give him on the floor. Mm-hmm. Be it scorer, be it distributor. He he's been able to play so many different roles. He's been the sixth man. He's been the main scorer. He's been the point guard. I'm just really impressed with Harden this season. I wish he hadn't got injured. You know, if he can just get a little bit more uh, fitter, mm-hmm. I think he'll be more impressive this season. Hopefully stay away from injuries, but I was really impressed with him. Had a case for MVP this year before his injury. So, yeah, Harden number eight. James Harden. Okay, I feel you, I feel you. My number eight is going to be Embiid. Obviously, two-way player. Mid range can guard um, obviously the center really well. Can even do a decent job when you switch him out to um, other positions. Protects the paint like no other. He's a beast. Just needs to stay fit. Um, probably needs to work on his leadership skills a bit. Obviously, him and Simmons they didn't finish the season well enough. Hopefully, they can get him a, a, another superstar that can shoot. Open up the floor for him a bit more. But he just really needs to stay fit. Take his conditioning to the next level. And let's see what he can do. But um, Embiid, because he was on track to win MVP, it wasn't for his injury. Mm. But then again, availability. So for me, he'll be my number eight. My number nine is... This way it gets tricky. The nine ten is a bit tricky. I'm going to have to put AD here uh, as my number nine mm. for the simple fact that he's a champion. He was very impressive in the bubble. Without AD's injury, the Suns don't win. I think... I think you have to give it to him as the ninth best player in the league. You know, he was a lot higher ranked before the season. But yeah, I'm very impressed with him. People call him top five. Yeah, they were. They were calling him top five until he started moving. He started this season, his availability has been poor. Been an iffy jump shooter. Um, Maybe iffy, which is unlike him. So yeah, he's number nine on my list. Number nine for me, James the Beard Harden. Like he said, even before his injury, he done really well. He was in the um, running for MVP. Similar to what Kane did in football, he forced well. He's the blueprint for Kane. He forced his way out of the team, came out, came into the season um, out of shape. Maybe that's why, potentially, he contributed to his injury, carrying that extra weight earlier on in the season. Then he's not usually carrying, so maybe we're in tear. But yeah, he can play multiple roles. Great passer, great facilitator, great scorer, good shooter. Unfortunately, we didn't really get to see him in the playoffs to kind of, you know, redeem himself because he got injured. Um, obviously against the Celtics, but they want to be the Celtics anyway. But we got injured against the Bucks in the first game. And the last few games they did play, or the last two, three games he did play, he wasn't really at mm. it. But hopefully for his case, next season we can see what he can do. But here, James Harden is my number nine. So my number ten. You know what? I'm going to put... I was gonna, well, Kawhi should be on my list. But because Kawhi is not on my list, I'm going to put his... Running mate on my on his list due to his impressive, impressive, impressive playoff performance. 
So the 10th spot was very tight. It was between Booker, PG, CP3. I'm trying to go down a list of guys. Dame. Uh, I think I think Middleton has maybe no Middleton doesn't have a case. It was a good closer in the playoffs, but I like wings, and I'm gonna side with the wing in this situation. I'm gonna put Paul George there. I think he was really impressive in this playoffs. He, he he did show up. I think there's just some bits that he needs to he needs to improve on. But top ten, he, he had belonging this this playoffs, Don't and matter. I'm very very impressed with what he did to get this far I think he was a leader as well because if Kawhi wasn't there who was the leader it had to be Paul George so I'm impressed with Paul George the leader was Talu obviously Paul George is just there because he's the he's just Kawhi's replacement to me PG was nowhere near that I mean he improved because before I think I had him out out of the top 20 at the end of last season Uh, Paul George was winning games Uh, Dane wasn't but this season I have him I had him you know what See, he's probably in top 20 now again. But for me, he's not there. Who's your 10th? My 10th is, drum roll, please. It's the KD to the JD to the motherfucking AD. That's my number 10. Because you got Kawhi on the list. So it would have been in your 11th. My 11th would have been probably, it would have been tossed up between Dame, um, Books, and CP3. I had those guys there, there. They're all around. I think PG's in that conversation now. No. Even Trey might be even in that conversation. Trey, Trey's top 20 for sure. Probably would have, oh, if we're doing it right now, um, probably would have edged to uh, CP3. I think I've got Booker above CP3, but I don't know. Booker's too. Uh, he's too inconsistent. There's a lot of honourable mentions here. Yeah. Yeah, CP3 or Dame. I mean, I just don't know the way the Dame went out first round. No Jamal Murray. I think Mitchell. Mitchell's up there as well, yeah. Mitchell, honourable mention to him. You know, Booker, CP3, all of those men. There's a lot of talent in this league. Julius Randle, your top 50 for me. Jason Tatum, Jaden Brown going to be back. Tatum was the one they were anointing. Middleton. Middleton's 20. Top 20, 25. Drew Holiday defensively as well. Bill, top 25. Westbrook, they're top 25 players, but, you know, they're not exactly... Also, Westbrook. Hey, see that boy Cade Cunning, let's see what he can do. If you think he's top 25. Cade is not better than... Cade is... Doncic's light. He's got a lot of the same skills. But he's athletic. The one that you should be watching is the the Jalen... What's the one? Jalen Green. I think he's going to be He's going to be the one. He might be the most talented out of this class. We'll he's, a, he's, he's athletic. He can jump out the gym. Yeah. They're comparing... Kate, well, Kate Cullen, they're comparing him to Grant Hill and Luka Doncic. I mean, if you've got Luka Doncic and Grant Hill's athleticism, if you can be... They're uh, not athletic, but they've got the sp- speed. they got... They know how to manipulate space and time. Hey, if he can commit to defense, because Luca, as much as he can try to be a smart defender, play past lanes and just use his brain and his IQ to. Yeah. Sus- he does that in the international. Sus- in, uh, situations out. Well, K. Cunningham's athleticism, bruh, <laughs> he can actually make an impact defensively potentially. So, yeah. Okay. Thank you for listening to the Two Man Game. Please, him cheap. Make sure you like. Subscribe, follow us on all socials, that'd be the Instagram, the Twitter. If you want to listen to us audibly, make sure you listen to us through Apple Podcasts, also Spotify. You know, audibly. That's what I said, yeah. You want to listen to us audibly, I already said that. Okay. TMG boys, you know, we're out. We're out. Alright, have flat shit.